Good morning. It's almost afternoon. It's good to see all your faces. And uh, I am so proud to be walking with all of you. I love you and I love what God is doing. Ron and I, we pray for you all the time, but just know, you know, I love that. I just loved all the words. The, it's amazing. And talk to a bunch of the kids. They have that faith, too. And so, anyway, I feel like I have a word, but I need help. So I want you to pray with me that I can give it. Father, I just, huh, I thank you that you use weak people, foolish things of the world. I just really thank you. Lord, because in you I'm strong, and in you I can speak what you have. And Lord, I pray for the word of the Lord for all of us in this season. And I thank you. I thank you. Well, for me, January is always a dreaming season. I don't know why I have, have lots of dreams, but I shared a dream that I had last week about um, a Micah having five babies, and the fifth baby came out backwards. And I started looking up Micah, the book of Micah, and it means basically who is like God. And this baby, this fifth baby or completion or grace that was born came out totally backwards, came out to not upside down, backwards, which is impossible with man. It really is. It's impossible physically. And I looked it up. And uh, Micah, the book of Micah, and Micah 5.5, 5, especially in Micah 7, is that the Lord is our shepherd. And there are very few other than David talking about it. He's the shepherd. He's the shepherd of the sheep. And I saw today as we were worshiping the shepherd taking care of us. But what he said was that he would come and he would rule and he would deal and he would bring victory to his people. And that's the Lord, our shepherd. So that's, that, I believe, is for this season. So last night I dreamed another dream. And it was a, it, it, this is, they've just been like visitations. I told you I had that visitation where I was at Nehemiah's wall. And this one was like that. I dreamed last night of a structure getting put in place. And it was like I could see the structure and the front part of it was put in place. But now the back part of it was getting put in place to hold something. So there was this huge structure getting put in place to hold something. A work, something very, very important, okay? It was finished. The structure was complete. In the middle of this dream or night vision, because I really can't tell you what it was, I dreamed something wonderful was coming. When I woke, it wasn't in my mind. And I was like, well, what was it that goes in, the, in that thing that's been built? What is that thing? And I, I, I laid in my bed, and I tried to remember the dream. You ever have one that you wake up, and you're exhilarated, and there's joy, and it's exciting, and I couldn't remember it. I still can't. I do not know. It was like the Lord literally wiped that part out. And so this is what I believe. When I woke, it wasn't in my mind what I'd seen or dreamed. I tried. It was exhilarating and joyful. But this is what I felt like the Lord said. We're learning to live life for the light. And he is the light. And I don't have to see everything. I don't have to know everything. He's got the structure in place, and he's in control. Now, Yesterday, uh, 
had a lot of family together and stuff, and we talked of prophets, prophecy, and news, because all of it is coming out the mouth, okay? It's, it's being produced. All I know, and this is over the years, and believe me, we've talked about tons of prophets in this church. All I know is it doesn't take a prophet to prophesy doom and gloom. It does not take a prophet. The, the, the ones that we grew up with in the Jesus movement, it was like, get ready. He's coming any moment. And get ready. Things are going to get worse, 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 worse. And, of course, you can find scriptures like that. And so, But that's all we heard. And David Wilkerson, who said, I'm not a prophet. No, he was reading scriptures. He wasn't prophesying anything. And he ended up telling all this stuff that we're going to sin more. It's going to get more sinful. Well, whoa. Everybody knows that the darkness is going to increase and the light is going to increase. So anyway, here we were. We didn't want to go on with life because we were listening to this prophet, so, supposedly. And I, over the years, we've learned something. We're this old. I don't know. I'm not telling you. Kids told me I was 37. Ezekiel's not here today. Bless his heart. And he told me I was 37. And so there you go. Saying that we're at this age, and I'm going to tell you it doesn't take a prophet to prophesy doom. Just get on the airwaves and listen, because the enemy has the power over the air, and we need to learn to listen to the light, period, even when you can't see it. So anyway, we were talking to that, and I thought about fear, and, and you guys know Anna Green Gables, for some of those who watched it. Anna Green Gables, she prophesied. can't remember what her name was, but she was talking to Marilla, her neighbor. Do you anybody remember the name of Anna Green Gables' neighbor? I can't remember it either. Okay, anyway, and she says, Mark my word, Marilla. Man is born for trouble as the sparks fly upward, and an ill wind is blowing. Over and over, this woman would do this. You know what? That comes out of Job, because Job was going through something. Was she prophesying something? It was scripture. Both of those are scriptures. I'm going, God, you want a people who look at light and who see what light so i want my news my words my heart strengthened from heaven it's a it's a good coach and a winning team and we heard that today we're more than conquerors through christ who loves us listen to this proverbs the almighty keeps a watchful eye on those with knowledge and truth but he subverts the words of the faithless I don't know why, but this nation is, has become fear mongers. And, I, you know, I've talked to people that love horror shows because, they, oh, they love the feeling of fear. Do you know that fear has been the number one battle in all our lives? And I wouldn't know why anybody would like, the, like to feel fear. But saying all that, it's the faithless. A man of idleness says, ah, a lion's in the street. We're going to surely die. A, lot, a man of idleness, this actually means a man of unfaithfulness. An unfaithful man will run away even when no one's pursuing, chasing them. The faith, the faith aligned their stand, their ground, are bold as lions. 
I believe we're bold as lions. I believe we've come against fear. Is, is there anybody here that has not just had to push? I mean, Robin was talking about it with her faith. She pushed against fear. We, we do not live in fear. So I'm going to go back to sharing something about my own life. And um, the Lord started speaking to me in the book of Job the other night. And I started hearing the book of Job. Well, Ron and I were married. We were young married. And we ended up, I had just had mono. I had chronic fatigue. We have our second baby. His heart's in backwards. And he dies. So we go through that. And then my dear brother dies. And then I have another son die. Okay? This sounds like a Job to me. And we had people pronouncing over us things like, um, you've got sin in your life, that's why it's happening, and, you, and you're just like Job. So I have always loved the book of Job. I have always pondered the book of Job. And he started speaking to me about it in this season of where we are in this nation. And so I want to share it. I hope I can share it the way it is. Um, Nope, I gotta go to the first part. Okay, so I'm asking the Lord, Papa, what's happening? Anybody here? Father, what's happening? Went to bed the other night, and I I stay off the news, and I was trying to watch a PBS show, and on comes impeachment. I'm like, what? I'm breaking it off me. I go to bed, and my phone flips up news, and it's not allowed to. It just does it because it wants to, you know? I mean, I don't have a news station on my phone, and yet here it comes. And I'm laying there, and I feel fear. I'm pulling it out, and I'm going, God, you've, you've heard our prayers, I know, but what's happening? Teach me. Teach me to understand something. So I'm going to teach you what Ron and I have learned over generations, and I'm going to try to teach it to you through the book of Job. The, the Lord answered Job. No, I'm sorry. I, I've got to get the right scriptures because I had two encounters with this. This was the second one I'm going to start with because it's the first part. Um. Okay, I went through the thing. I woke up at uh, 3.23 exactly. My phone said it, and I went to sleep exactly at 4.23. 32 is that a covenant. So I woke up, and the Lord's speaking a covenant in Job. 42 is the end of a trial, completion of that. So Job is in this place, and he has done all he can to justify himself above God. He knew he hadn't sinned. He knew he hadn't done anything wrong. This is what Ethan was talking about when we talk about our own powers. We did this. We did that. We raised ourselves up. He knew he hadn't done anything wrong. But when he couldn't understand the destruction in his life, he said, I'm clean, God. I've done, And you've done all this to me or you've allowed it. So... 
I believe, and you guys can all look this up. So read the book of Job. I'm starting it at um, 32, chapter 32. I'm just challenging you to read it. And he's already had his friends accusing him. Same thing we had had. Well, you got to have sin in your life or you wouldn't have been going through all these things. You wouldn't have a baby die if you didn't have sin in your life, blah, 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 blah. I mean, people do that. People are ruthless with that kind of junk. Okay, so let's get rid of judgment. Let's not do that, right? Okay, so we're at 32, and here is Job, and Job is trying to talk, and, and he's tried to tell his friends. His friends are going, sorry, Job, you got sin in your life. God's never wrong, and you got sin in your life, and that's the problem right there. And he's all done. Now, Eli, Eli, I think it's, I wrote it down how to say it. Elihu, Elihu, I believe, was Job's disciple. He was a young man. God never rebuked him. Now, you've got to understand that when you read the things that he said, God never rebuked this young man. He waited till everybody was done talking, and he didn't rebuke Elihu. So Elihu is saying, really, I think when you read Elihu, he's repeating what, Job taught him through his life. I think he's a young man who was discipled by him. But now he's mad at the three friends, and then he's angry at Job because Job justifies himself and says, God is wrong. Anybody ever done that when something's happened? God must be wrong. God, God is wrong, or... God is not fair, and it's not fair for me to trust him. I trusted him, and he's not been fair with me. Anybody ever thought that? I trusted you, and you weren't fair with me. Job did both of those, and those are sins. So Elihu's talking to him, and he said, Why do you contend against him? Why are you contending against God? Now, you all think you aren't. You all think you don't do it until something go doesn't go your way. I'm serious. All of us do it. And we go, why, God? It's not going our way. I thought you said, I thought the prophet said, I thought this was going to go this way. And he said, why do you contend against him? For he does not have to give an account to you. You guys, we've got the God of the universe making us, and he does not have to give an account to us. But he did in his son. So Elihu is saying, why well, he does not have to give an account for his actions. It's sufficient for us just to trust, which was the truth. Now, Job would have said that to him for years. I believe that. But, but Job's in a hard place. He's lost everything. He's, he's looking at destruction everywhere. Elihu saying again, God does speak again and again one way or another through man Though man doesn't perceive, and I loved what you were sharing. We have been praying that. When you were talking about people in the prison cells that don't know there's God. Have, do you guys ever wonder when you're looking at creation how gorgeous it is that somebody could honestly think there's no God and that he doesn't care? I mean, don't you think that's amazing? Looking at a baby, looking at all these things, I'm going, how can they not believe there's God? Somebody had to create it. Somebody had to make all of this. There is no way. But they don't. They don't have any clue. And so they don't pray. You know, it's sad because there's no eyes open. So we've been praying for eyes to be open. 
He said, um, but man doesn't perceive it or regard or pay attention. One may hear in a dream or a vision of the night when in deep sleep. He opens men's ears and seals their instructions. Here's, and so I'm just going to go through the things that he quoted. Job has said, and this is also in Malachi 3.14, it profits a man nothing that he should delight in God and trust him. Look at my life. Doesn't, doesn't profit me to trust God. It didn't profit me. It so Job's sin was that he was contending he was better than God because he didn't understand what was going on. This is, this is, a, this is a faith question between you and I and the Lord right now. He doesn't want us contending with him. He wants us uniting with him. Okay, 34, 21 through 30. God's eyes are on the ways of a man, and he sees all his steps. No darkness may hide evil. All men have appointed times of judgment. This is Elihu saying this. He overthrows them in the night. God deals with wickedness. God deals with wickedness before him. Because they turned aside from him and would not consider his way. And, and Saul is a trans, where Saul did that is a, a chain reference. So they caused the cry of the poor to come to him. Now he's describing the earth. He caused the cry of the poor, that would be the unborn, all of these, to come to him. And he heard the cry of the afflicted. This is who God is. 3430, and I declared this over our nation. A person estranged from God must be prevented from ruling over any nation and from laying snares for the downfall of a people. We just got done watching a thing on Stalin and all of the evil. A person estranged from faith in God anywhere must be prevented from ruling. So we're praying it, right? Isn't that our prayers? But so the only sin Job had was accusing God that it didn't profit him to trust him and that he was unfair. Anybody ever done that? Anybody? I mean, honestly, I lost two children. Could I have said it was unfair? When my brother died, I did. And I almost lost my faith. I've gone through other things since then. I loved we were singing that surrounded song because Kim had just told me that song and I was in a plane coming home from uh, Chicago, Zion, and I just sang that. I sang at the top of my lungs in the plane, you know, because I was going, God, you're surrounding Ron and I, cancer or not. You're surrounding us. You guys, he's surrounding us no matter what we see. He wants the root of unbelief out of us. That would say he's not doing enough. He's being unfair. We've prayed. And I'm telling you, Ron and I, when we were talking about this, I said, we need to humble ourselves over every work we've ever done. We both said we give up our honor, we give up all our works, and we lay them down at your throne. You know, someday you're going to all cast your crowns down before him anyway. But it's time to do it now. You guys, we have prayed. And I know that he hears the righteous. I know he does. But my heart is that we would keep faith in him 
in an hour. Well, we don't see right now. The only sin he had was accusing God of not being fair, not moving for him, not working for him, and that it didn't profit. And in Malachi, they said the same thing. It does not profit people to trust in God. Look at us. Would you discredit my justice to justify yourself? This is God saying this. Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Come on. Job had lost everything when in 42, 2 through 3, he said, No plan of yours can be thwarted. You're too wonderful for me to understand. I repent. So again, here's Job before God. Any trial you've ever been in before God. Papa, what's happening? I said to him, I've said to him so many times, Papa, what's happening? I asked him the other day a real dumb question. I said, why did you create the devil? And then I said, nah, don't answer me. I wouldn't understand anyway. <laughs> I'm not God. And he would give me. So then after I had asked that, it was actually before he started this. So now the storm has come. And the Lord answers Job out of the whirlwind, out of the storm. So I'm declaring we're in a storm, and God wants to answer us right now out of the storm, out of the whirlwind. And I want you to hear what he had to say. Who is this that darkens counsel? My purpose with words without knowledge, speaking, talking. Who is it? Well, I don't want to be that one, okay? <laughs> Have you ever given orders to the morning? This is how I even started this because the Lord gave me the scripture. Or shown the dawn its place? Ah, uh, no. That it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it. Have you ever done it? Uh, no. I have a hard time shaking my rug. Do you know that this shaking actually means the shaking of a lion's mane? And he's shaking with a roar the evil out of it. God's going to finish his work. That's his heart. The wicked are denied their light. And the up upraised arm is broken have you ever entered and i loved this because i had had a dream about s snow too have you ever entered the storehouses of snow which is purity and whatever or seen the storehouses of hailstones no i haven't which i reserve for times of trouble for days of war and battle in other words i'm in control of the earth do you know the laws, designs of heaven? How many of you know the laws and designs of heaven? You know. You all know. We're all so wise. We've been schooled. Homeschooled, some of us. Actually, I wasn't homeschooled, and some of my homeschoolers are smarter. So, do you know the laws of heaven? Can you set up God's rulership over the earth? Can you? You guys, we need to realize who we're serving. This is Job who's lost everything, and God's saying this to him. He's lost everything. 
He's followed God. He's been wise. And when Elihu was talking to him, he was, he was just quoting Job back the words he taught him. So now, who endowed the heart with wisdom or gave understanding to the mind? He created the horse. The horse laughs at fear. He's afraid of nothing. He does not shy away from the sword. I always think that's incredible. Have you ever watched horses in battle? They go right in. Even if there's a bunch of them falling down, getting, you know, they're not afraid. Then Job spoke again. The Lord spoke out of the storm to, to Job. Brace yourself like a man. So I'm going to speak this to all of us. Brace yourself like a man. And I question you. And you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? My power? My verdict? Would you condemn me to say your way is more right than mine? We don't know his way. We don't know what he's doing. But he always said he's doing good. It will never change. Do you have an arm like God's? I love this one because I'm into the arm. I don't know why I've always liked the arm thing. I like the arm thing. Do you have an arm like God? No, I don't. Okay. Can you roar like a lion and let your voice thunder like mine? Then adorn yourself with glory and splendor, Job, or all of us. Clothe yourself in honor and majesty. Yesterday, Ron and I let go of our own honor before the Lord. We said no more. We'd had things like, Lord, we raised our kids. Lord, we did this. Lord, we did that. And we went, ooh, we let it go. I don't want honor for myself that I created you may obey the Lord, but results are the Lord's. And when you complain because you didn't get the results you wanted when you walked in faith, you're judging him. You're judging him at that point. What do you do with the fact that we're all going to die? And people have always prayed for somebody to live that is in heaven now. I loved a story we heard last night. And it was a picture of this girl that had died early. And the mother was so bereaved that God sent a prophet to her and told her what she was doing in heaven. And it was so cool when Ron was reading it to me because I thought, David's up there doing that. I know he is. Every time I see David, Jacob, and Rachel, the little girl that was, uh, I, I had miscarried. She looked like Ava before Ava was ever born or around me. I saw her, and when Ava started growing up, I went, oh, my goodness, she looks just like her aunt who is in heaven. And they're powerful, and they're warriors, and they're doing something. I'm just telling you, every time I see them, I know that. And so, here, can you clothe yourself with honor and majesty? No. Can you let go of your own honor? Can you let go of it before everyone? Let God take care of you? Who has a claim against me? I must pay. Everything under heaven belongs to me. And then he goes into the whole story about Leviathan. Leviathan, Satan. He's the king over all who are proud. Who can deal with him but me? 
back to the end of it. This is what I came to, Lord. You know what happened for the salvation of our nation because I'd been telling him, Lord, righteous man. And he said, do you think this nation's where it is at because of righteous men? And I said, yeah, you know, history, we've learned, godly men. He said, it was my will. I chose America to be what it is. He said, I don't want your faith in anything but me. I will raise up righteous men, but it's me. And when you read history, you're always reading like, ooh, they weren't very good. Ooh, they weren't very nice. I mean, there's always that in history. They were human. So I let go of America, my promises, my tears, and my love. And I said, I trust in you. Vengeance is yours, not mine. You deal with our nation. You're God. Job 42, which I told you. So now here's Job. He still doesn't have anything, no answers. He's only had God showing him his greatness. And he said, I know you can do all things, and no plan or purpose of yours can be withheld or thwarted. Job took hold of faith again. Job didn't let go of faith again. Why? Because he looked at God, not himself. He took a hold. He said, I have questioned rashly what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. And what happened? He said, I repent, and I'm telling you, I know that we've repented for a lot of sins in this nation, but I'm going to talk about one. I repent of thinking that I have a right. It's mine. I've done all my works. Ethan actually was talking about that. And it says, I bow before you in dust and ashes. Do you know what dust and ashes is? It's our clay in utter humility. I let go before you in total humility. And then God said, okay. So now I'm going to want to have you pray for your friends who have accused you, Job, because it wasn't right, it wasn't true, you didn't have sin in your life, these things did not happen because you had something wrong with you. And he said, you pray for him and you forgive him. And he never mentioned Elihu because Elihu, he ended up, if you'll look at it, he ended up backing his words by saying the exact same things, only enlarging on it. Right after Elihu finished talking, I thought, Elihu's going to see Job, this man he's trusted, and he's going to even trust him more. Because now God, not because Job thinks he's owed, owed anything. Job's humble. Now God moves and restores everything. Now I'm going to tell you we have a God who wants to bring total restoration. But he wants a people who rest in him no matter what. And have faith.
you know, Teresa was talking about the faith this morning, and he, he told me, he said, I just want to tell you something about faith. Faith is believing that you will always overcome. Always. Things may not go the way you wanted them to. Overcoming is trusting and not letting go. And I love this. So what should we say of this? Romans 8, if God is on our side, tell me, who should we fear? Lord, get the fear out of us. If God is on our side, who should we fear? He's going to move, and we need to trust him. If he did not spare his own son but handed him over on our account, then don't you think that he will graciously give us all things with him? Can anyone be so bold as to level a charge against God's chosen? That's how protected we are. That's how shepherded we are. Especially since God's not guilty verdict is already declared on us. Nobody can accuse us. Who has the authority to condemn? No one. So don't condemn yourself. Jesus the anointed who died, but more importantly conquered death when he raised... He was raised to sit at the right hand of God where he pleads on our behalf. So who can separate us? What can come between us? So I'm going to ask you, can troubles? Can fake news? Can injustice? Can it come between you and God? Can your first love be robbed because things have been hard? Can you be so focused on everything else that you are not spending time with him? He's everything. Can we lose everything to gain a nation? And I'm talking about our relationship with the Lord. I don't want that bitterness. I don't want to hold on to those things. Yes, I believe the promises of God. I'm not going to quit. I stand in that, but I also know I'm not going to accuse, and I'm not going to say somehow he's failing us, and I'm also not going to accuse myself. We're not to walk in accusation about ourselves either. I've heard prophets say, oh, the church would just get together, then everything be okay. That's not true. This nation, the church wasn't all together when God brought forth our nation. It hadn't even had revivals yet. We've had revival after revival trying to get the church together, and it hasn't changed things. But what if God moves? And that's what he told me. He said, this nation's not where it is because of man. It's because I've chosen it to be a light to the nations, and it will continue to be that. So I don't know how he's going to work that out. I really don't. And I pray he's not working it out with what we see right now. I'm, I'm, there's nothing in me that goes, it's okay. And that's all right. I'm not, I'm not going to lay down on that. But I've let go. And that's a difference. There's a difference. Can troubles, hardships, persecution, hunger, poverty, danger, or even death? The answer is absolutely nothing can separate us. But no matter what comes, we will always taste victory. I can tell you, 
in everything we've walked in in our lives, we've had victory. Everything. And we always will. Because my victory is secure in heaven. And it's secure in my faith. You guys, we are victorious people. And so we can't walk around, woe is me, things aren't going right in our nation. We're victorious. You know, I know Peter says to count it all joy, to be in joy when these things happen. Walk with, and I'm not talking about joy over evil. I mean joy that we are victors. For I have every confidence that nothing, not death, life, heavenly messengers, dark spirits, the present future, spiritual powers, high depth, or any created thing can come between me and the love of God revealed. Don't let it come between the church, that the church gets cold, that the church stops worshiping because we're so focused on a prophecy. We're so focused on the news. We're so focused on everything else. I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to challenge you this week. See how many times you look at your phone and you look at news and all of that, and then you compare it to how much time you've spent with the Lord. Just, just one week. I can tell you as a wife, if he did that, I'd be jealous. And Father loves us far more than that. I'm challenging us. Ron and I both said, we've been through a lot of things, but we didn't lose our first love. And when the church stops meeting together, and when the church stops wanting to do things together, there is a first love that's beginning to die. I loved, I loved what Tammy shared. It's not things. The world's seeking things. You guys, it's the love that's in this place. I want to be like Job when I grow up. I do. I don't want to be like what he's lost, but I want to be like him. That no matter what, I say, your plan and purpose will, will happen and no one can thwart you. My eyes have seen you, Lord, and I put my trust in you all the days of my life. I put my trust in you. I just believe right now that we're in a very crucial time, but I think it's even more crucial what our hearts say. I really, really do. And so let's stand. I want you to just um, lay hands on the shoulders of those around you. Lord, you know how big trials can be in our lives. Lord, all the way to losing children or having uh, horrible things happen to our bodies or wrecks or no money or I don't know. Lord, you know life and you know all those things that can come against us. And Father, for us right now to have what looks like a totally ungodly, godless regime coming in, Lord, is devastating to us. It is. Because, Lord, we want the righteous. We want what your word says. It would be a bad for a nation to have someone who's not affiliated and tied to you rule the nation. So, Lord, you've heard our prayers. You've heard us. We stand like Job. We come to you today, and I ask you, first of all, bring us back to our first love. I pray this week, no matter what goes on, 
that there's something in all of us singing songs to Jesus and singing joy in our hearts. But saying all that, Father, our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do. And you are God Almighty. When you said who can create the constellations, who can create all these things, did you do it, Job? I just say no. (laughs) We're just little children. Father, I just want to say we lay our own honor at your feet. All the things that we've done for you, and we know they were good. They weren't bad. Job wasn't wrong in saying that. Lord, we've walked righteously after you. But I don't want honor for honor's sake. I want you and your honor in our lives. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and visit us. Release a visitation. Holy Spirit, flow through everyone here. Just flow right now. Release power and might and vision in all of us. And Lord, we do rejoice in you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.